Good morning, I'm Harley Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization with your daily update for February 1st, 2022. And this update today is coming from the snowy Alps in Austria, where we had over a foot of snow last night. But we're still able to get the update out as events continue to build toward a deepening crisis between the United States and Russia. Now yesterday I posted on my uh, update a report I gave on Saturday evening on the British hand in pushing the crisis. The role of the Brits, which is typical, in trying to provoke a confrontation between the United States and Russia. Well, that continued yesterday where the British and the United States uh, set up a UN Security Council debate to try to build the pressure on Russia to move their troops from the Ukrainian border. But their troops are inside Russia. And meanwhile, there's a continuing buildup in Ukraine and around Russia of NATO forces. Uh, in the discussion yesterday, what became clear is there's growing opposition to the war drive coming from the British and the United States. But the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, Linda Tom Thomas Greenfield, accused Russia of deploying forces into Belarus as part of a flanking operation for an invasion of Ukraine. But this is a military maneuver uh, training exercise that had been announced uh, long before the troops started arriving. But it's typical, anytime Russia moves troops anywhere, it's an offensive threat, according to the British and the United States. Uh, Boris Johnson, not missing an opportunity to grandstand, said London has made its biggest possible offer of troops and weapons to back up the NATO drive against Russia. Already there are 100 British troops, probably also special forces in Ukraine, training the Ukrainian army and probably irregulars for uh, sabotage operations inside the Donbass, possibly to create a false flag to trigger a Russian invasion. Uh, they have uh, 100, well, 100 troops of these special forces in Ukraine, 150 in Poland, and 900 in Estonia. Plus, they've had virtually every day this last week shipments of arms to Ukraine. And Johnson is, is jumping up and down saying, this is important, this is what NATO has to do to support Ukraine in, from its uh, imminent invasion from Russia. Meanwhile, there's a constant barrage of lies and psychological warfare attacks on Putin and Russia appearing on the important websites of Chatham House and the Atlantic Council, both of which are mouthpieces for British intelligence and the city of London. Uh, they accuse Russia of engaging in diplomacy for the purpose of humiliating the West and uh, uh, using it as a deception operation while they're preparing an invasion. These are mostly younger associate fellows, but they're pushing the same line that you hear from Blinken, that you see in the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, and so on. Uh, and then John Kirby, the Pentagon spokesman, reiterated the charge that Russia could invade at any time now. And while this is all going on, the US Congress is moving toward new sanctions against Russia, against individuals, against the country, shutting down the North Stream 2 pipeline forever. This is the uh, New Jersey Senator Menendez and uh, Idaho Senator Risch uh, that have put through a sanctions bill, which some are calling the mother of all sanction bill. Now, as this is happening, there's more rejection of the narrative 
that's coming from, of all places, Ukraine. Uh, President Zelensky has again issued a call for calm. He said there's no war taking place, uh, that the, the warnings coming from the West of a Russian invasion are hurting Ukraine. They're scaring the population and they're scaring away investors at a moment when Ukraine is facing a horrific economic crisis as a result of the policies that were implemented after the Western-inspired coup in 2014 when the International Monetary Fund was brought in. Zelensky said Ukraine needs four to five billion dollars in short-term aid. Meanwhile, at least that much is being spent to bring in weapons to prepare for the non-existent invasion. The defense minister, Reznikov, said that there's been no change in status over the last months. No one was talking about a Russian invasion four or five months ago. Why is this being discussed now? Now, among those also who are critical of the language coming from the West is the former foreign minister of Austria, Karen Kneisel. Kneisel. And she importantly said it's the Brits who are ramping up the rhetoric. Now, at the UN Security Council, the Chinese said that the discussion that took place yesterday undermines the possibility for a diplomatic solution. The more you bring up this line that Russia is about to invade, the harder it is to have a peaceful resolution. Uh, the French emphasized the importance of the Minsk Accords, which is one of the points that Putin has made in these treaty proposals he's, he's put forward. The Minsk proposals, which were signed by Ukraine, Russia, France, and Germany, call for Ukraine to negotiate with the people of the Donbass for a peaceful resolution of the crisis. Ukraine has refused to do this, and as a result, the Russians are insisting that the crisis in Donbass continues to worsen with the danger there will be an intervention from uh, the 100,000 or more Ukrainian troops on the border of the two republics, the two Russian ethnic republics that are resisting Kiev's government. Uh, the French in, uh, emphasize the importance of the Normandy format. Uh, the Mexican ambassador, Kenyan ambassador, United Arab Emirates, and others came out calling for more negotiation and calm. Now, what do we see from the pro-war psychotics at the Washington Post? Remember, the Washington Post is owned by Amazon. Amazon has a long-term contract with the CIA to regulate and organize its cloud computing. So in a sense, Amazon, as with many other Silicon Valley operations, has merged itself into the war machine. Well, here's what the Washington Post reported yesterday. Quote, officials in Washington, London, and in Ukraine's national security establishment are convinced a Russian strike is imminent. But, they go on to say, Ukraine's president is not persuaded that the, intelligent, the, that the uh, intelligence agencies of Western nations have shown him or, I'm sorry, is not persuaded that the intelligence Western nations have shown him backs up their dire assessments. And they go on to say reports, they, they report that, quote, Western officials have been unsettled by Zelensky and his team's public skepticism, unquote. Well, they just said his team was, was warning of a Russian imminent invasion. But in fact, they're not. They're saying the opposite which the Post admits in contradicting its own statement in this article. There's a second article titled, Zelensky Worries the West. Now, 
Remember, the Washington Post covered the fake intelligence report produced by British intelligence saying that the Russians are orchestrating an overthrow of Zelensky to replace him with a pro-Russian president. Now it looks like the U.S. and U.S. intelligence, the same, and U.K. intelligence, the same networks behind the Maidan coup in 2014, may be moving to get rid of Zelensky, to bring in a government more committed to a war. This, this is a, an opportunity for people in the West to recognize that the war drive that the West has been in, that the U.S., the U.K., and NATO have been in, since 9-11 is not only continuing but escalating with Russia and China, both very well-armed nuclear powers, are the targets of regime change. This is highly dangerous. In fact, it's fair to say it's completely insane. And more people have to come out and say that. More officials have to have the guts of Kanizel, of uh, the, the uh, aides to Zelensky, including the defense minister, who's saying that there's not an imminent danger of war. So that's my update for today. We'll have more on the website, uh, the, the LaRoucheOrganization.com website. Please go there, make sure you're informed, and make sure your friends are informed about this flight forward of the war machine, which risks all of our lives.